Welcome back to another episode of It's All Clutter, my weekly podcast about all things related to clutter. I recently had a viewer write in and ask me if I could do a podcast about decluttering to downsize. Yes, I'm super happy to do this podcast. This is a question that comes up all the time, and I'm actually going to break this one down into a series of videos so you can find the one that you need when you need it. So without further ado, this is Decluttering to Downsize on this episode of It's All Clutter with Jess Marcy. Downsizing can be an extremely emotional and physically laborious process. So let's break this down into six steps and go through them one by one to make this as easy as possible on your body, on your emotions, and on the relationships in your life. So the six steps that are involved with decluttering to downsize and actually downsizing are number one, plan for this move. Number two, declutter. <laughs> number three, address your memorabilia. Number four, pack. Number five is actually moving. And then number six is to create supportive spaces in your new home. So this is really important that you actually go through all the way to number six and make sure that new home feels awesome. Feels good, feels supportive, feels like a place where you want to be. So starting right at the beginning, how do you plan for a downsize? Downsizing is a lot about communication with your family and friends. So the first thing I want you to do is to identify stakeholders. Stakeholders are anyone in your extended network, your family and your friends, who might have ownership over something in your house. Stakeholders could be adult children that still have their childhood bedrooms full of stuff. Stakeholders could be extended family members who are interested in some of the family heirlooms that you own. So just starting with a list of who needs to be involved in this process, who has potential ownership or a desire to have some of the stuff in your house, who needs to be involved. Identify your stakeholders, make a list of who they are. This is going to be step number one in decluttering to downsize. Step two, I want you to open up lines of communication with these stakeholders. It can be really difficult to talk about downsizing. This is a really important conversation that you want to have sooner rather than later. The time to start talking about downsizing in the future is before it's an emergency, before you have to do have this conversation because of a medical event or some change that happened. So as soon as you can open up these lines of communication, talk to the stakeholders, talk to your family members, talk to your friends, just get this conversation going. I recommend you might, you know, of course you might want to talk in person. That's ideal. But when you get down to talking about specifics, put it in writing. It's always more helpful to go back and be able to refer to an email that has exactly a list of what needs to be done, a list of um, different options, a timeline. So definitely when you're planning to downsize, put as much as you can into an email, put it in writing so you go, can go back and refer back to what was written, who said they were going to help, when they said they were going to help. Step number three is to assemble your support team and know your physical limitations. So if you have a hard time lifting items, uh, picking things up, pulling boxes out of the attic, you know, dragging things from one room to another, you're definitely going to want to enlist the help of 
It could be family members, it could be the teenager who lives next door, uh, but know what your physical limitations are and assemble the team that's going to support you. Now your support team might also include somebody who is in the mental health field. Downsizing, again, can be very emotional and sometimes having a therapist to talk to as you go through this process, it's one of those processes in life that just brings up a lot of different things. It can be really helpful to have a therapist to talk to while you're going through this. Um, it might also be helpful to have somebody like a physical therapist or a massage therapist, somebody who can support you from the physical end of things as well, because again, you're going to engage in a process that's very draining. Uh, and any way that you can just bring in that support team, have people to talk to, uh, have people to help you out, know who they are, plan in advance for this. This is going to help you get through this process much more easily. Step number four in the planning process is to simplify and stop the flow in. So it's really important that you stop the flow of stuff coming into your house while you're planning to downsize and declutter. If there's stuff coming into your house and there's not stuff going out of your house, downsizing is never going to happen. So commit to not bringing anything new into your house. Try and eat down your pantry. Um, you know, just really stop the flow in and simplify your life as much as possible. Anything that you can do to reduce your other obligations, even for a temporary amount of time, is going to help you find the time and the space and the energy that you need to successfully declutter to downsize and go through the whole downsizing process, moving, moving in, etc. I'm going to encourage you right now to remove judgment from the equation. Anytime that we embark on big life events, we stir up emotions. Everyone reacts differently to change. Everyone reacts differently to the idea that it's time to downsize. It's very easy for us to sling judgment around, especially with close family members, unfortunately. If somebody is reacting in a way that you don't understand or that you feel is negative, try and take a deep breath and take a step back. It's probable that this is something they just don't want to deal with. They don't want to think about. It makes them very uncomfortable. It doesn't justify their behavior, but it doesn't help if your reaction is negative as well. Whatever you can do to remove judgment from this equation is going to help the process move forward more smoothly. If you feel frustrated because a child has left their stuff, an adult child has left their stuff in your house for years and years and years, instead of letting that frustration overwhelm you right now, just come up with a plan of attack and stick to it. Whatever you can do to just take away those past feelings that have been lingering for a long time and come up with a productive way to move forward is going to be so helpful. And on that note, proceed with love, empathy, and loads of patience. Love, empathy, and loads of patience. Downsizing is complicated. Anything that you can do to infuse this process with love, with empathy, and with loads of patience is going to benefit you in the long run. So I talked about opening up lines of communication. Now I want you to commit to a specific timeline and use those lines of communication that you've already opened up to help you with a timeline. If you are planning on downsizing and moving in the next year and a half, in the next 18 months, have a clear and concise timeline for when everything is going to happen. Be realistic. It takes a long time to clean out a house. 
So if you're going to have family members come and help you come and take their stuff, put it in writing when it needs to be completed by, say, six months from now. Uh, this is going to give everyone really a detailed idea of what needs to happen when. And instead of saying, oh, yeah, I'll get to it next weekend or I'll get to it next month or I'll plan to do that in the future, have actual dates when things need to be done written in an email so you can refer back to them. Just avoid the vagueness that comes along with planning for a big event like this. Commit to specific dates, commit to a timeline, put it in writing and move forward from there. Step number eight, identify your sentimental items and items of value in your house and start a running list. You are going to deal with sentimental stuff last. So that's not, you know, in the beginning, you're just going to deal with all of the easy decisions, all of the easy stuff. But as you come across sentimental items, family memorabilia or things of high value, make a list of them. So when the time comes, you know exactly what you need to make a decision on. You have that list right there. So just start a running list of all the sentimental, all the memorabilia, all of the valuable items in your house. And you can start to tackle that list when the time is right. Step number nine, the last step in planning for a downsize is to consult experts. So if you need to talk to your lawyer, your doctor, your accountant, if you need to hire movers or learn more about the moving process, now is the time to consult those experts. There's lots of organizations that help you with this, like senior moving organizations. So find out who they are, find out what your resources are, find out what experts you need to talk to and start that conversation early in the process because it could be very significant as you move forward to have all of those little bits of information taken care of. This is all for part one of this video series, planning for a downsize, step number one. Step number two is decluttering. How do you actually go through the process of decluttering? That's going to be in the next video. Then in video number three, we're going to address memorabilia, exactly what to do with all of the memorabilia in your house. And in the last video, we're going to wrap up the whole thing with packing, moving, and creating spaces that really nourish your soul in your new home. All of those videos are linked below. And as you're clicking through, make sure that you also like and subscribe to this channel so you always get notifications when a new episode of It's All Clutter comes out, which happens weekly. I wish you lots of success on this decluttering journey. If you have any questions, please feel free to drop a comment or reach out to me personally. I am here to help you. Thanks everyone.